two words to describe Terry Squires are truth seeker and creative. Terry's heart and passion to seek the truth inspires me, and now hopefully you, to search for truth in a relationship with Jesus. Terry's creativity throughout her life shines through because she is made in the image of her creative creator. You're gonna love this conversation. Here we go. Terry Squires, you are here in the hot seat this time, though. <laughs> Alita is so wonderful to be here. I'm, what an honor to sit down with so you. I am so excited to talk with you because usually you're over on the host seat. I know. And now I get to ask you all these questions. It's, <laughs> it's amazing when the, you know, it's flipped. Right. Yeah. So. So are you ready for this? I am. Okay. So you're the host of Today's Nashville. Yes. Founder, writer, producer, maybe. It has been a blast. Tell me about how did that all come together and tell me some of your maybe favorite interviews. Oh, wow. Well, several years I teamed up with Cornerstone Television Network and we started a program. They asked me to come and, and create a show in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And initially it was called Today's Life Stories of Unshakable Faith. But as we started to grow, I talked to my husband and I said, we need to change the name because it's a Nashville show. Right. So we changed it last year. So it came out with a whole new look, new title, Today's Nashville, This is Faith. And you know, I love to share stories of unshakable faith yeah. and, and people's stories because we all want, we all need those stories. Yeah. And it has been so much fun. The one thing that I do is, I get to go into the homes. We go into studios, so cool. we go into barns, we go into record, record labels, and I get to sit down with people with amazing stories of faith. And I shared with you, sometimes we all look shiny and real pretty on the outside, but we all have struggles. Right. We all have a story to share. Right. And so that is about, it's all about um, today's Nashville, this is faith, and and so that's what this this show is all about. Yeah, I love. You're so right about that shininess. You know, there's the front side that everybody can see, and the you know you can put your makeup on, you can do your hair, you can put your nails on, and you can go out into public and be all smiley and you know be loving towards other people. Mm. But there's still those struggles inside. There's still those oh, hurts inside, mm. and nobody is without that. And I think that's what's so neat about your show and so intriguing to watch your show is that people, no matter how famous they are, I know you interviewed Dolly Parton, I, no matter what God has given you, everybody has struggles. They do. And everybody has to overcome something in their life. I know you've had a lot of trials in your life mm -hmm. that you've had to overcome. And I want to talk about some of those. Um, but first, favorite interview. Favorite? Oh, I've had so many because every story is so unique. And I love, you know, bringing those stories out. But, you know, we've done Randy Travis mm -hmm. and his story of overcoming his stroke and the love story between 
uh, his wife and himself yeah. and, and how that has developed. And another one is uh, a lot of people who are struggling with cancer, you know, John Barry and Buddy Hyatt, and, you know, they've all had throat cancer and, and we've interviewed uh, people that are not well known, that yeah. have overcome a lot of trials and struggles, surviving a plane crash yeah. and addiction. All those things that we all deal with, or most of us, um, have gone through some kind of trial right. and how the Lord has taken them yeah. and restored their lives to give other people encouragement and hope. Because, you know, we live in a world that we need hope. And the thing is, is he's the one true hope. He's the he anchor is. of our lives. And I think it's easy to say, hey, I'm a Christian. Um, I do the things that, you know, I'm a good person. I do the things that I'm supposed to be doing. And yet to know Jesus, to have that personal relationship with Jesus is the thing that I can hang my hat on. The thing that I can um, know is always there. My solid rock sound, uh, sound foundation. And um, but it wasn't always that way for me and maybe not for you either. Tell me about just some of the things that maybe you've gone through that has really built your faith, you know, one of the struggles of your life. Well, I've, you know, we all go through struggles. We all have trials. It seems like our whole life is some kind of a trial. True. And God shapes us and he builds our character through mm -hmm. those trials. And he tells us in James 1, 2, we're going to face a lot of trials. Yeah. They can either damage you or develop you. They can make you weak or they can make you strong. So, you know, at an early age, about 15, um, you know, I had, we we've, were from a broken family and we really didn't, I didn't have a lot of parental guidance at that age, mm -hmm. but I knew that God had a calling on my life at that time. I just loved him, but I really didn't know him mm -hmm. until one day I picked up a, a Bible. We weren't a church going family, but I started looking through that Bible and then I would put it back because during those times um, I heard words in my life that you're never going to amount to anything. Mm. Nobody wants you. And at a young teenage girl hearing those words um, really set me back. And we talked a little bit earlier about being an introvert and shy. Um, and that was me. But I did have one thing. I had somebody watching out for me and it was a swim coach. In his family. Wow. And at, at the age of 17, I was out on my own. I didn't have a place to go. I didn't have a dime to my name. Wow. And I just um, had, I left the, our broken home because there was so much turmoil there. And um, he tracked me down. Wow. And he said to me, you can't quit. Because I had a year of uh, high school to go. Wow. So they took me in. They got me um, you know, I went ahead and finished my swimming, got a swimming scholarship, wow. went to college. And, you know, that was, that really impacted me. And, and part of my ministry is sharing to people that you right. never know what you can do to that one person just by taking, um, changing their life. You can change the course because you never know what that person's going to do with their life. Mm -hmm. And so I did go to college. I became a registered nurse and um, I specialized in hearts. 
But you know what? God oh. pulled me out of the physical hearts wow. into the spiritual hearts. Love that. And I love, um, we're still good friends with my swim coach and his family. Um, when It was kind of funny. I always share with them when I lived with them, they're in their late 30s. And I thought they were so old. <laughs> I did. I thought you could. And, and, but here's a young married couple. They had three little girls and took in a teenager. Wow. And changed the course of my life. And I think it's so important that, you know, people reach out and, and make that impact yeah. in other people's life because you never know what's going to happen. At Women of Faith, we not only care about your spiritual health, we care about your physical health too. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that we are to be obedient to Him by taking care of the body He gave us. Our new sponsor, Faithfully Fit and Free, shares this belief, and they're driven by a passion for helping people achieve a healthy body, a healthy mind, and a healthy spirit. You can visit faithfullyfitandfree.com to discover products that give you more energy and support your immunity, along with superfoods, personal care, and more. I personally love their mission, and I love their products because I feel incredible taking them and I know you'll love them too. Plus, when you place your first SmartShip order, you receive a free devotional. Check out faithfullyfitandfree.com where the focus is on a healthy body, a healthy mind, and a healthy spirit. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for a relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. And you know, as you go through, you have different trials. Yeah. Um, I went through a divorce. Um, with three young sons. And I remember the morning when uh, I, I knew my marriage was over, it was pouring down rain, mm. just pouring, and tears were um, flowing down my face. And, and I thought, you know, you know, it's pouring rain on my white picket fence. We all have dreams, and my dreams were shattered. And then God's like, no, you're your dreams aren't shattered. Let me reign mm. on your white picket fence. You know, and like we talked earlier, he's, he's such a God of restoration. And years later, you know, I, I have a, a wonderful husband, uh, a wonderful marriage. So you really don't know what God is doing yeah. in our lives when he's developing your character and pulling you into um, what he, his will because sometimes we make choices that you know are our choices and we and we walk off that path but he always brings you back 
And, um, you know, I thought my ministry was over. How could God use me? Yeah. Amen. I felt the same way. You know, all the things of my past. And I'm like, how could God use me? And you know what? Moses asked the same question, didn't he? Who, me? Why are you picking me? I'm not good enough. I'm not close enough. I can't speak well. I, you know, all of these different excuses. That's what Moses used. And um, when you're told you can't do this or you'll never be that. And, but the reality is I'm a daughter of the king. Mm -hmm. And none of those things are true. And I feel like God brings people into your, into our lives yes. that your swim coach coming into your life and helping you understand that there is more to Terry than what anybody has ever told you before. I can, I'm actually like emotional just knowing that somebody said, hey, I'm gonna pull you out of that. God sends those people. And it's so beautiful to see that someone helped you and that you've been redeemed of it. It is, I, I love what God does, you know, even in, in the midst of our trials, um, he is there and mm -hmm. he will pull us out of everything that we, you know, if we're walking with him. And, and that's what I love to do is encourage people to get back, seek him, seek his face, yeah. know who God is, and um, he'll direct your path. So you came into, you were an ER nurse, mm -hmm. you are a nurse still. So you got into ministry and you have told me that you were really passionate about helping teenage girls. And now I understand why, mm -hmm. because yes. you were that girl that needed that help. And I think that's so beautiful. Well, the Today's Girl series, which is, um, I still have some of the books and, and as I'm getting older, it's like, oh, we need to move. My husband's like, no, no, no. But um, I have moved beyond that. But it was called todaysgirls.com and it was about six swimmers and wow. a swim coach. So I brought in, it was all fictional, so I brought it all in and to encourage the, the teen girls. And, and um, But you know what? God brings us through and so we can encourage each other and to uplift each other and to seek Him in everything that we do. And it's so important. I think that's my passion now. Yeah. Uh, years later, it was a long time ago. Yeah. And I just love to encourage people that you can get through. So if you were to give one piece of advice to a young girl that you could encourage her right now, somebody listening to this show, what would you say to a girl that maybe has been told some of those same things? What would, how would you encourage her? I tell her to pick up that big old white Bible Mm. that I walked past every single day. You know, it was one of those ones that stood on a stand that nobody touched. Wow. And one day I touched it. You know, I want them to know who God is, the character of God, because we're living in a world now where they're like, oh, how can a loving God cause this? Or why would he yeah. do that? Well, yeah. we live in a fallen world and um, we live in darkness. Yeah. And to know God, you have to know His Word from Genesis to Revelation because He wants us to know the character of God. And He, he loves us so much. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want anybody to perish, it says in His Word. But you have to reach Him. I mean, he, he wants you to seek Him and seek His face. Jeremiah 29, um, 13 says, Seek me and you will find me. Um, so and a lot of people aren't seeking today. They're, they're going, you know, we, we talked about it earlier. You know, 
Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate. Well, they get into the gate and they're turning around and saying, oh, wait, this could cause, this could bring me happiness. Mm. Or if I go this way, I can maybe find true love. Yeah. They're Tell me more about way. that because somebody that may be newer in their faith, they don't know what that means. Enter through the narrow gates. What does that mean? Um, and how can people follow that, that truth? Well, you know, God does give us free choice. Mm. And he gives us the ability to choose. But he wants us to choose him because, um, and we do live in a fallen world. And there's many choices. And either we can follow him through the narrow gate, because it's going to be tough. No matter if, if, if you choose Jesus and, and, and enter through him, it's not going to always be easy. Yeah. You know, he tells us that. And, and the way is um, hard to yeah. get there. Yeah. But he entering through the, the narrow gate is, is life with him yeah. eternally. Yeah. And you all know, the spiritual blessings that come along with that. I think about God offers us the hope that this world cannot offer. And I used to think I wanted what the world had. I really did. There was so much enticement. There was so much fun. There were so many options in this world. And once I understood that true freedom in my life was when I truly seeked him and his path and not veering from that path, entering that narrow gate. Um, when I finally understood the freedom in that, my life came, became so vibrant, became so colorful, became so much more fun and free at that point. Do you remember that mm -hmm. time, that oh, point yeah. in your life too? Oh, yes. It's like, I was missing out. I, I heard um, a girl talk about how she, she would say, I used to think my life was a four out of a five. But what I didn't realize before Jesus was that life could go to a 10. She thought five was the max. And so she's like, my life was good until I met Jesus. And then I realized I could be an eight or a nine or a 10 in my life. And when she said that, I was like, that was the That's best so analogy I'd ever heard of helping me understand. I thought what the world had to offer was good. Mm -hmm. And that, that's all it was. Well, yeah, there's so much Christian. freedom. There's yes. so much freedom in Jesus. That relationship with mm -hmm. Jesus. And you look back on your past and your past mistakes. And, and I know people, you know, even some friends who are just now starting to understand what it means to have a relationship with Jesus, the freedom it brings, because you know, your past mistakes or your past sins yes. hold you bondage. Yes. And once you give them over to Him, it's like you don't have to look at those anymore. Yes. You can just so move true. forward. Because I think a lot of people are stuck in their past until you can let go of that with Jesus. He wants to move you yes. forward. And it's that baggage that we carry mm -hmm. around. And we look funny carrying that baggage around, don't we? Mm -hmm. And once we finally understand that maybe those negative things that people said about you when you were young, you finally realize that's not true because I'm a daughter. I'm an heir to the king, the true God of this universe, the ultimate leader. When you finally realize I can set that down, I don't have to believe that. Oh, you know, oh. and I kind of chuckle about it too because when I went into nursing, I was a um, cardiovascular uh, 
assistant to a surgeon, and I'm thinking, I wonder what they would think if I was looking down at their, you know, now, you know, <laughs> yes. Um, and you're doing open heart surgery on them. You wow. Know, so. Wow. I want to talk about this book. I, I seek, seek truth. truth. So good. Thank okay, you. Okay, so um, tell me how you decided to write this book because I am loving it. I um, just restarted reading the book um, in chronological order. And so I've been using this as kind of my guide. And I love how personal it is. So I would say anybody who doesn't maybe have a personal relationship with Jesus, start reading this. This is, it's like, taking a book of the Bible and saying, here's how you apply it to yourself. It's mm -hmm. so good. How Thank did you, you decide to write this? Well, you know, my passion is to get people to get back into the Word of God and to seek His truth. And Jeremiah 29, 13 is my verse. Um, and it was a time that I needed to grow closer. And a sweet, sweet friend of mine challenged me and said, you know, Terry, I know you know the Word of God, but do you really study the Word of mm -hmm. God. And I said, of course I do. But then as I started thinking about it, I started thinking she's right because I was going through the Word of God and marking my box. Oh yep. yeah, I've read it, read it, read it. But was I really understanding it? Yeah. And and God got a hold of my heart and said, no, I want you to know me. I want you to seek me. I want you to focus and to um, apply my Word to your life. Because a lot of time we skim over his word and he doesn't want us to skim over the word. he wants us to know everything that is in the bible and so i really started uh focusing on that and then i started journaling and and i wasn't out to write another book i have told my husband many times i am done i am done he's just like looked at me because he <laughs> knows you've I'm, written over 20 books I, right you know it's and i i i say this is finished but i'm i'm <laughs> I don't know. It really, you know, and then God just laid this on my heart. And I went to Jesus at the tomb when um, Mary was there crying. And she's searching for Jesus. He is gone. And he says, woman, you know, why are you crying? Why are you crying? Whom are you seeking? And that just mm. hit me. And here she is sobbing. And she's focused on the things around her yeah. and Jesus is right in front of her. Wow. And I think about our lives and how women and, and you know, we get so caught up on what's going on in the world yeah, it's good. and the tears of this world are blinding us. And it's like, wipe the tears away. Wow. He's standing right in front of you. And the thing about that, Mary didn't recognize her until he said, Mary, and then her eyes were mm. opened. And it's just like, let Jesus call your name. He's standing right in front of you. Wipe those tears from your eyes oh. because, and don't let the world blind you from seeing him. And so that really touched me. And then the book of John in the first chapter, you know, Jesus is starting his ministry. He's calling his disciples. And John the Baptist has already declared him, you know, the, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples are standing there. And Jesus looks at him. And the very first question he asks is, what are you seeking? What do you seek? So good. And the two disciples are thinking, you know, 
you know, where are you staying? And he said, come and see. You know, and I think as a follower of Christ, we need to ask that question to people. What are you seeking in life? Jesus, that's the very first question we need to ask ourselves. And so when I started writing this, the I seek truth is not me. Because a lot of people assume that the I is me, and it's not, it's the reader. I wanted to pull the reader in and ask those questions that we all go through, like what we were talking about, the trials and the struggles, and talk to the Heavenly Father. It's the questions we say, we all have for Him. Mm -hmm. And then what I did is, it, it is written in first person, but different in a sense that I, or the person's reading it, is talking to the Father. It's yeah, good. And then he turns around and says, let me, you've been betrayed, let me show you who has been betrayed. Joseph has been betrayed, yeah. and how he handled how betrayal. And um, you've lost your husband and your family, let me show you Ruth and Naomi. But I restored them. I gave them a new life. And we were talking earlier about, you know, all the um, the baggage and, and everything that we carry. You know, Jesus chose chaos and drama in his family lineage. Mm. You know, if you look at the, <laughs> the women in the genealogy of Jesus, we were talking about it earlier. And it's just like, you think that you have problems. Yeah. You know, he chooses us. And, and that's what's so exciting about God's word. You know, he doesn't choose the perfect. He chooses people like us that are, have so many flaws. Yeah. And I think, why do you, you know? Right. And I'm sure you've asked the same thing. Why? Absolutely. Yeah, this has happened to me. I've gone through this. I'm not qualified. I mean, all of those things, I am not the one, but God finally came to me one time and several times and finally said, I chose you. Are you going to do what I'm asking you to do? And I was um, reading a scripture and it said, here am I, choose me. Mm -hmm. And finally I said, I'm going to pick up that scripture because that is the truth for my life. And so now I'm actually living that out instead of asking those questions. Well, how could I be the one, you know, all the, the, um, self-doubt or the limiting beliefs that I had on my life. And finally, I'm like, no, that's not true. And when you finally seek truth and believe it, mm -hmm. and then you choose to live it out, everything so changes. Good. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. I want to go back to, you talked about studying the Bible. Give us practical steps. Like what do you actually do to study the Bible? Well, I think you have to um, start somewhere whether, you know, if you're a new believer or what, um, or if you're a lifetime, you know, follower yeah. of Christ, choose your book, whether it's, you want to start at the beginning, but take your time. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people just want to get through. I've read yes. it, I've read it, but, but God has a message 
you know, in every single chapter and, and pull out key uh, words. And what is he trying to tell us? I love even in Genesis, the very first thing that Jesus or um, God does is he separates light from darkness. Yeah. And you stop me, you think about that. That's what he does with us. Yeah. He separates us from so darkness. Good. And, and we are light. Yeah. We are the light of the world. And, and we need to be that light. So just little things like that, you just ponder his word yeah. and, and, and read each chapter and think about <clears throat> it, pull out what he wants be, and pray over it. Right. What do you want me to know about this? Yeah. And, you know, because some of these books are really hard to get through. I have to be honest with you. I don't like going through some of these books. <laughs> some of them you go a little bit it's faster. It's like, oh, why do I have to know this, all these names? And, and But he wants us to know those names yeah. for a reason. Well, because, and it's all a story. It's all about the people, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I, I love studying the Bible. I, before I start reading the Bible, I simply say, Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. tell me what you want me to know about that the scripture. And it kind of changes everything. It I'm does. not trying to like read it intellectually. Mm -hmm. I'm reading it through the Spirit. Yes. And that's a whole different world. And is it? It's new every time you read it. I know. You, you think, oh, wait, I never thought about it that way. Right. I have two final questions. Okay. What is a Terry Squire truth bomb? So you get about, you know, 30 seconds. What's the one thing that maybe we haven't talked about yet in this show that you would just want people to really know that you've said? Well, like I said earlier, I, I love to share you know, God's word. And not too long ago, um, it was uh, interesting that I see a lot of people leaving the Christian faith mm. or they walking away or, you know, or they, they want to rip out pages of the Bible, say, this doesn't apply to my life. And, and you see a lot of people leaving. The other day I went out and it was pouring down rain again. I guess rain <laughs> follows me. And we live in a neighborhood that for some reason our house gets everybody's rain and it was coming in it's caused a lot of problems with our you know getting water in the yeah. crawl space and and I decided to go out there and um, help my neighbors and they couldn't ever figure out how to redirect the water and my husband's like why are you doing this and I went out and I dug a ditch a big ditch I mean it took me hours and I had blisters on my hands and I redirected that water into another drain. So when the flood waters came, it went a different direction and it didn't flood their yard and it didn't flood ours. And I think a lot of people, they get frustrated. We get frustrated. They got frustrated because it was coming from another neighbor's house. Wow. And I think a lot of times people want to just take a sign and say, I'm done. Yeah. I don't want the flood waters anymore. I'm going to put a sign in my yard. We're going to leave. Instead of being part of the problem, be part of the solution and get out there and dig the ditch. And so I think sometimes I, I want to encourage people falling away from the Christian faith or their church, or maybe they're not happy with their church. Be part of the solution. Don't be part of the problem. Don't put a sign in your heart just because you don't like something or, you know, water or rain is you know, flooding your part of it, get out there 
and do what God tells us. Love one another, you know, love your neighbor, reach out and, and quick, you know, I see a lot of people like, well, I don't like this. I don't, yeah. you know, um, I don't believe this. And it's just like, be a hand. Yeah. Be the hands and feet of Jesus. That's mm -hmm. exactly what, as you were saying that, like, that's what we're called to do. We're called to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Be part of the solution. I love that. What an encouragement. It's so good. You're a DIY girl. I am. Tell me some of your favorite projects. Because you started telling me some, and I'm like, I just would have never really guessed that you were, like, the one that was willing to dig to the ditch, dig right? The ditch. I, you would not believe what I've, you know, done. My husband never knows what he's coming home to because I'm always doing something. It's always a surprise. You know, again, we have a, a, a backyard, and it wasn't a large ba backyard, but again, we had all this water we never could figure out. Nothing would grow. And my husband kept saying, we're going to fix it, we're going to fix it. But he was busy, he was traveling. And so one time when he was gone, I got the shovel out, and I started, <laughs> you know, and I put a whole um, stone patio in. Wow. And then he came home, and he kind of got excited about it, and we landscaped. And so I think that was my biggest project wow. we took took a whole backyard and turned it into an English garden anybody can pick up the shovel can lay the tile if you put your mind to it you can do it I we have you know laid a whole you know patio with yeah. the pavers and everything and uh, but it's a lot of fun yeah. and you know my husband gets involved too now but he never tells me no I'm, I'm, I'm working hey. on something new <laughs> at some point he might draw the line <laughs> he doesn't ever draw the line anymore. That's great. At, at first he did. He's like, I don't know. But then now that he sees that I can do it yeah. and he knows it's going to turn out okay, yeah. he's just like, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm just cheering you so wildly. Like, you are such an inspiration. I'm so glad you were here to visit with us. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. This show was brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, ICCI, and OneShare. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com.